I love you all so much. Listen, it is, but it is a good day to be in church. Not just because it's beautiful outside and we get to enjoy the breathtaking beauty of God's creativity around us, but it is a good day to be in the house of God because there is a hoopla happening today. This is an important day in the life of our church where we talk about helping people find their purpose in life. I believe that one of your purposes in life is to discover your gifts and find your fit in the body of Christ. I think that's very essential for every Christ follower, that every one of us at some point in our lives discover our spiritual giftings, and then as a result of that, find our fit in the body of Christ. And that's part of what I hope will happen here today, and that we would all together say, you know what, we are the body of Christ, and God's got great things for this church. Let him start with me. Let him start in me, let him start through me, let him do something in and through me that others can be touched and blessed by the hand of God through me. So I'm excited about today. You see behind me uh, some benches. I don't know, let me have you guys raise your hand. Has anybody played Little League Baseball? Raise your hand, Little League Baseball. How about coach Little League Baseball? You know, Little League Baseball, if you haven't ever been a part of Little League Baseball, but Little League Baseball uh, is classic youth sports. Uh, if you haven't, if you've done soccer, swimming, football, I mean, they're all great sports, but man, there's something so classic about Little League Baseball. There's, thank you. I got one big agree down here. Thank you, Ozzy. Um, but there's something so quintessential about kids coming out to a baseball diamond. And again, I, I'm, I know I'm biased because I played baseball all my life, but there's something so unique about Little League Baseball. It, and it truly if you never were around the sport, it has a subculture of its own. It has a subculture. There's always the water cooler. There's the cups on the bench. But then you have Big League Chew. Come on. Now, sometimes it comes in a bucket, right? And sometimes it comes in a little pouch with a, like, it's like the, the shredded Big League Chew. How many know that's like of God right there? Big League Chew is wonderful in the shredded pouch. Then you got the essentials, right? <clears throat> sunflower seeds. There's no polite way to do this, right? If you're on the base baseball bench, there's no right way to eat sunflower seeds. You just chew them up and spit them out, make a mess on the floor. That's just subculture of Little League Baseball. And then you have this. Then you got the big bag of gummy bears. Parents, don't ever send your child to baseball with one of these. I'm serious. I'm going to help you parents right now. Gummy bears are not approved snacking for Little League Baseball. You guys are too serious. I'm like, don't, don't do that, okay? Because your coach will send your kid home, I think, if you do that. Anyway, um, this is not standard fare for Little League Baseball. I, I've seen coaches uh, that are really seriously, listen, put that away. We don't do gummy bears. Like, Big League Chew, uh, sunflower seeds, okay, but gummy bears, not okay. Brownies, after the game. We don't do those kinds of snacks in Little League Baseball. Anybody with me so far? Come on, yeah, we got, the, I need you, man. Louder, Ozzy, louder. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But how many know this? How many know, and I want you to shout out because you've been participating already. What is the most hated position in Little League Baseball? Umpire. That could be true because Little League parents are not kind. They're way too intense. Left field, right field, catcher, shortstop. I haven't heard it yet. 
Yes. My wife said it, but didn't know the answer. The most hated position in Little League Baseball is the bench. And I'm telling you, as a man who coached Little League for probably 12 years, as my boys went up through the systems, bench is actually on the Little League lineup card. Because as a coach, and you've got 14 kids on the, on the, the roster, you've got to find a way to work all of them into the lineup. And bench, you have literally five positions at the bottom says bench, 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 bench. And I can tell you this, there's not a 10-year-old in the world that on the way to the ball field is thinking, man, I just hope that the coach puts me on the bench. Man, coach, put me on the bench today. I'm ready. None of your kids are hoping that they end up on the bench. None of them want to be on the bench. Here's the thing. In the body of Christ, there are too many believers still sitting on the bench. There are too many of the followers of Christ all over this country, not just in this church, but all over the world. There are too many believers still sitting on the bench. They're, they're sitting on the bench and they haven't yet deployed their gifts and their abilities in the body of Christ. And my hope today is that you and I would be freshly inspired to get off the bench and onto the playing field and to serve God with our whole heart, with our gifts, with our abilities, with our energy, our talents, with all of our being. Because church, the, the house of God, the body of Christ is better when everybody is using what God's given them to use. Amen, church? Amen. I want to read to you out of 1 Peter chapter 4. Peter said these words to a persecuted church. He said these words to a church that was enduring unjust suffering. And yet Peter talks about getting off the bench and onto the field. He said these words, the end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply. That literally means to be stretched out for one another. To be stretched out in our love for one another. Love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Verse 10 is our key verse today. Each of you. The literal uh, word there in the Greek is uh, hikastos. It, it means every. So as you read this verse, it wouldn't just say each. It would say each and every one of you. Every one of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. I find it very interesting that when Peter says, for anyone who serves, they should serve with the strength that God provides. And I want to remind you up front, church, that whatever it is that you feel called to do and wherever it is that you feel called to serve, God will provide the strength that you need to do so. God doesn't qualify the called he, call, he doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. God equips us as we step out in faith to serve him. And God wants you to find your fit in the body of Christ. I have two simple points today. 
Part of what we do today in this, we call it ServeLink internally. We have a group link coming up in a couple of weeks, but today is ServeLink. And our, our desire is to wrap this service around the hour and have built into your time together today, all over the atrium, we want you to walk around and look at all the different ways that you can get involved and deploy your gifts in the body of Christ today. And my hope is that we're gonna dismiss from here at 10 o'clock. And you're not gonna go get your kids right away. You, you will have permission for 15 minutes to walk around, to talk with people, to get a cup of coffee, and to see every way that you can serve here. And then at 10.15, go pick up your kids. Are we good, church? That's the goal. So two simple points today. The first one is this. Every, everybody say the word every. every. Type it in the chat online. Every, E-V-E-R-Y. Every Christ follower is gifted to serve. Can I tell you, friend, that there's not a person listening to the sound of my voice right now that doesn't have at least one gift from the Father in heaven that he intends for you to use and deploy for his service. Every one of you listening online today, even though you're not gonna be part of our serve link, we'll give you some instructions at the end of this message for how you can participate. But every one of you listening online, you have a gift from God that he intends for you to use for his glory. Every person listening today, each and every one of us should use whatever gift we have received to serve one another, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. In fact, God has made two very significant investments in your life. You know, you can think of how, how God makes an investment. You got this water cooler on the bench, and, and a lot of Little League benches have that. God made two very significant investments when he put two things in your life. The first one is this. Upon confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, God placed the, his spirit inside of you to equip you to serve him, to energize your obedience, and to fill you with whatever it is that you need for every moment of your life. God made a huge investment in every single one of us by putting his spirit inside of us. And the second significant investment that he made in you, he put gifts inside of you, spiritual gifts, that he intends for you to use. So he, when he fills you again, you think of the source of life. God is the source of life. He poured into you his spirit and gifts that he wants you to use for his glory. You know, Christmas was 50 days ago. Most of us, or probably all of us, gave someone a gift at Christmas. And your intent in giving that gift was that they would use whatever gift that you're giving them. Are you, am I right, church? Right? If you buy somebody a gift, you put some thought into it, you make an investment in that gift, and then you wrap it and you give the gift, you have the expectation that that person, the recipient of that gift, is going to use whatever gift that you have given them. Would we think that God gives gift, gifts with any other intention than the same? Do you think that God gives us gifts, puts things inside of us with the anticipation that we're gonna stay sitting on the bench? Church, I gotta be honest with you, that is not the will of God for your life. It is not God's intention, it's not his design, it's not his desire, and it's not his will to fill you with the Spirit and to put gifts inside of you that sit idle all of your life. In fact, Jesus in Matthew chapter 25, 
shared a parable. It's called, in your Bible, it's probably called the parable of the talents. And Jesus tell this, tells this parable about a, a landowner, a rich person who gives talents or, or money to these three people. One gets five, one gets two, and one gets one. And he goes away for a long time and he comes back and he wants to see what these people did with his investment. And the person who had five talents earned five more and he said, well done, good and faithful servant. And then the person that was given two talents earned two more and he says, well done, good and faithful servant. But the person that had one talent, he hid it. The person that was given one talent took that talent the money and, and buried it. He said, you know what? I'm kind of scared. I'm nervous. I don't think that, I don't, want, I don't want to risk anything and lose this. So he took the money and he hid it and buried it. Then when the landowner came back, he said, what'd you do with my one talent? He said, well, I knew that you were a harsh person. So I took your talent and I buried it. Here's your one talent. I would challenge you to go into Matthew chapter 25 and see what the words were that Jesus said would be the result of the person who sat on the bench all their life and held on to the talents that God gave them. Church, it's not the will of God for you to let your gifts and the Spirit of God be idle in your life. God wants you to deploy your gifts. I've said many times over the last year, you and I are designed to be conduits of the Spirit of God, conduits of the power of God, conduits of the grace of God in its various forms. It's what Peter's talking about in Peter chapter four. So the first one again, every Christ follower, say the word every, one, two, three. Every Christ follower is gifted to serve. The second thing that I wanna say today is this. God wants us to be consumers and contributors. You know, there's, and this is not a, a language that I made up. Eric shared it last week. It's been common among church leaders for some time, the idea, the, the juxtaposition between a consumer and a contributor. And sometimes you'll hear people say in, in the church, if you listen to preachers, God doesn't want you to be a consumer, he wants you to be a contributor. And I get that, like there's truth to that. I, I agree with the sentiment behind that, but church, I would say to you, God wants you to be both. God wants you to be a consumer of the things of God. He wants you to be a consumer of the word, a consumer of times of worship, a consumer of the Holy Spirit. He wants you to receive from him. I believe that there is a time in the church, man, get another cup. There is a time for this. Oh God, fill my cup. And we come to church and we sit in rows and you should desire to sit in this room and receive from God. I believe that God wants you to be a consumer. In fact, I wrote in my notes, to, this is, I love, again, we talked earlier, I love vocabulary, to voraciously consume things from God, to have an appetite for the things of God, to be hungry for whatever God has for us, to come to church on a Sunday morning or join us online and say, God, I'm ready to receive. God, my cup is open. My cup is ready. I'm ready, Lord. Whatever you want to pour into me, <coughs> do it now, God. But it doesn't stop there. God doesn't want us to stay on this bench. Oh, God, more of you, God, more of you. <laughs> Just keep doing it, God. Just keep doing it more, God, more. And to stay here. It is not God's design for you to just stay on the bench and just come up every Sunday, yeah, God, more, more. I want you to be a consumer. 
our staff, our volunteers, we want you to consume from God. Take everything God has for you. But there's a time when God is saying, you've consumed, now it's time to contribute. You do both. You get filled up so that you can be poured out. You consume so that you can contribute. There's a, there's a purpose in consumption. We receive from God so that we have something to give. And the will of God is for you to do both, my friend. For you to consume and to contribute. We receive so that we can give. I believe this, that a lot of what God does in your life is designed to flow through you, not to be stored in you. Amen. It's not just so that you can store more and consume more and, and be puffed up. In fact, the Bible says knowledge puffs up. Love is what we're after, but it's not just to be stored in us, it's to be flowing through us as conduits of the, of the grace of God in its various forms. You know, on, the, on the, the, the different stations, you'll see that, you know, we want people to be MVPs, most valuable player. You will never, never be an MVP from the bench. Nobody becomes an MVP from the bench. That's why it's the most hated position in any sport. Nobody wants to sit the bench. And there's so many phrases, you know, ride the pine. There's a lot of slang words for sitting on the bench. But church, this is not the complete will of God for your life. There's a time. We'll talk, in a couple of weeks, we'll talk about getting involved in a group and, and being in, in community with other believers. There's a time to be on the bench. But then there is a time to step onto the playing surface and to discover your gifts and to deploy what God has put inside of you. The Spirit of God and the gifts of God. God has filled you with something that he wants to pour out for the sake of other people and for the sake of his kingdom and for the sake of his glory. God has work to do in your life. Here are the benefits of getting involved. Let me tell you some of the benefits. This isn't a complete list. It's not exhaustive. But here are some of the things that happen when you get off of the bench and onto the field. You get to be used by God to help others. You discover and develop your spiritual gifts. Some have said for years, and it's accurate, that the servants see the miracles. You think about the, the, the story in John where Jesus performs a miracle of turning the water into wine. It was the servants who saw that happen. They were the ones who kept pouring in and saw the wine become, the water become wine. The servants see the miracles. When you get off the bench and into the game, you have the joy and peace that comes from living in obedience, from being poured out, from using what God has given us. God has filled us, and it's time for us to use that. There's spiritual growth and increased faith by rubbing shoulders with other believers. Serving is good for your soul. You know, I, the men's breakfast yesterday, what an amazing event. It was so good to be together with the men. Uh, you know, my fish story was 350 guys here. I think we had close to 350. It was amazing. I don't think we've ever had that many men at a men's breakfast. It was powerful. But afterwards, I had two guys say this to me. One of the guys that served, he said, Scott, he said, thank you for inviting me to serve today. He said, this was so good for me. Something happens in us as we give things away. Like Dan said in, in, in talking about how we give back to God, something happens in us when we learn how to serve. Somebody else said, he texted me later that he said, hey, Scott, thank you so much for asking me to serve. 
I truly felt like part of the team when I served. Something, there's something powerful about getting involved and using our gifts, deploying what God has put in us to help other people and to serve the body of Christ. You get fulfillment and satisfaction of being part of something bigger than yourself. Here's one. If you're serving kids in student ministries, you have the opportunity to shape the next generation of spirit-filled believers in the church of Christ. You have an amazing opportunity to shape the lives of young people. And sure, there's a bit bigger sacrifice when you serve in kids and students. You, we use the phrase sit and serve because we have a lot of volunteers who are in student ministry and kids ministry right now. And they're serving right now. Then at 11, they'll come and they'll sit in service and they'll receive and they'll consume. There's a bigger sacrifice, but maybe there's also a bigger reward when you're shaping the next generation for the kingdom of God. We need some of you. We'll talk about it in just a bit after we show a video, but we need some of you to say, you know what? It is time for me to get off the bench. God has put his spirit inside of me. He has given me a gift and I'm ready to step onto the playing surface. I wanna make a difference in the lives of kids in this year in GT Church. I wanna get involved in the lives of teenagers and I wanna use what God has put inside of me. I want God to deploy me for his service in this church and get, become useful in the hand of God. Some of you need to make that decision today. Here's the last benefit, there's many more, but I believe that we are most like Jesus when we are serving others. These are the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 20. Verse 28, for the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Church, if you wanna be like Jesus, and I believe most of us in this room do, following us online, if you're listening online, and if you wanna be like Jesus, and I believe most of you do, we get filled up so we can be poured out. Jesus said of himself, I did not come just to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. Church, we are most like Jesus when we get up off the bench and we use our gifts for the glory of God and when we serve other people. The bottom line today is this. The body of Christ is best when all members find their fit. We are better together. We are better when every single one of us, every single one of us, discovers our gift and uses it for the glory of God. Some of you serve outside the church. Praise God. Some of you get involved in missions and local ministry partnership and go groups and outreach and you serve at Veterans Making a Difference and Hope Rescue Mission and Teen Challenge. You, you serve in lots of ways outside the church. Praise the Lord. Some of you, though, aren't using what God has given you. God has filled you with his spirit and put gifts inside of you and some of you have yet to begin to use those gifts. And today is the day. Church, it's time for you to discover where God would have you fit in the body of Christ. The will of God for this church and every church is for every member to find their fit and do their part to help the body of Christ function at its best. You know, I played, as I mentioned earlier, I played a lot of baseball. Even holding this right here, there's, for a baseball player who's now too old to play baseball. Well, I could probably play, but I don't 
think it fits my life right now, but man, putting on a glove and holding a baseball, man, I'm ready to step on the mound. I truly feel like I could stare down a hitter right now. I mean, I'm, man, like, put me, put me in, coach. Put me in, coach. I'm ready. But, I, you know, so I played college ball. I played minor league baseball for three years. I was a pitcher, and I played college ball in Atlanta, Georgia, and I played baseball for a, a coach that, that uh, we had many, many nicknames for this coach. And we liked Coach, I, I'm not going to say his name in case you're listening. I doubt he is, but um, we had this, we had a very intense coach. In fact, guys, if you were here yesterday, you saw the doppelganger of our college coach. I'm not even kidding. So I played college baseball for a coach that we all said he should have been a military drill sergeant. I mean, he was so intense and so rigid. One of his, and this probably explains some of my Babe, this explains why I need to be early all the time, right? His, his philosophy was, if you're not five minutes early, you're 10 minutes late. I got, I got people in the room that know me, okay? I, I, online, a lot of people said, that's right. Just saying. So one of the days we were on a road trip. We had to, in college baseball, you often got on a van at 6 a.m. on a Saturday. You know, we weren't sleeping in like the rest of the campus was. We were in a 15-passenger in a van driving three hours for a doubleheader, and we were getting in the van at 6 a.m. And coach, again, military drill sergeant, coach had a rule. And this is, I am not, you know, sometimes, you know, we might be prone to exaggerate, but I'm not exaggerating this. Our coach was in the van, if he said we leave at six, coach was in the van, in the driver's seat, ignition on, hand on the steering wheel, watch in view, foot on the brake. I'm telling you, the vehicle was in drive. Already in drive, foot on the brake. And when his watch hits 6 a.m., foot off the brake, we're moving. And if you're not in the van, you're not on the, on the, on the field. And I'll never forget one time. One time, I don't have a bag. I'll use the gummy bears. That's a fitting illustration. One time, I'm in, listen, I'm in the van. Don't get the wrong idea. I was early, Okay. I was early. I wasn't missing, okay? I love baseball. But I was, I remember, we all remember this. You talk to the guys in the team, they would still remember this one day. Running down the sidewalk with his bag comes John Dalton, our third baseman, literally sprinting, sprinting alongside the gym, running with his duffel bag, sprinting at like six o'clock, sprinting down the sidewalk, running our third baseman, John Dalton running down the sidewalk to get on the van. And guess what? Coach did not wait for him. He saw him. And we're like, Coach, there's John, there's Dalton. He's like, you know the rule. And we pulled out. Again, explains my dysfunction. I know, I get it. (laughs) But, but listen, listen. Don't take my point, Christian, okay? Listen, we didn't have our third baseman that day. Now, somebody else did get to play, but we didn't have our best. John Dalton was our best third baseman, and we needed him on the field. We needed John to do what John was gifted to do, because that's when our team was at its best. I don't remember if we won Betty Ann. I don't remember. We probably did. I don't know. 
Listen, the only thing I remember from that day was John Dalton running down the side. You all have too many questions today. It's all good, it's all good. But listen, our team was not at its best that day. I guess the story's better. We lost both games, okay? I just made that part up, I don't remember. Um, listen, our team was not at its best because we didn't have our best third baseman. The guy who was most gifted to play that position wasn't there that day. And I wonder how, how much better our church could be. I wonder how many in this room are still sitting on their gift. And this church, please hear me, this isn't about condemnation. I'm not here to condemn you or guilt you into serving. I wanna inspire you to serve. I want you to be inspired. Say, you know what, it's not the will of God. God's put something in me and he wants me to deploy it for the kingdom of God. He wants me to get off the bench and get into the game because I've got something to give. We, this church will be at its best when every one of us discovers our gifts, finds our fit, and gets into the game. That's the will of God for GT Church. I want you to check out this video. Hear from some of our own volunteers. Check it out. So welcome to the party. So we are still doing a video, um, but I just want to throw you a little party at the same time um, and just tell you how much um, we just appreciate you guys. So Sarah, I think that you might be one of our newest volunteers. What do you like about being a small group leader? It's honestly such a joy and such, so much love and so much support that comes from it. Like I don't go here, oh, just to serve. I'm doing my duty for my community, for my church. It's more like I get to serve. I, I love it. I mean, I I um I never thought I would. I thought for sure. I'm like, wow. I don't know if I can handle it, but it, it's good to know those those gifts that you don't you you're told these that you have these gifts. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I can't do that. I love serving with preschoolers because they just have energy, like you said. That is just you can't beat it. And it's fun because it's always something new. You know, there's always <laughs> some sort of challenge, and I love a good challenge. <laughs> um, it's just fun to kind of be a part of all the different ministries and um, just use a talent that when I was in college, I prayed that God would just let me use that some way. I love seeing my cards go home and I'll see them on other people's fridges and, you know, just see people using them for God's glory. You see the same names pop up week after week and you actually feel like you know them after a while. And it's really awesome to know that you are actually engaging with the body of believers literally around the world. I am not a bench warmer. I, I gotta do something. Yeah. I am not yeah. the guy who just says to the least and <laughs> sing it, you go home. No, I gotta do something. Yeah. I just enjoy meeting new people, engage with them, trying to help them. You might see the people first as they come through the door. We get to see them holding those little bags, new to yeah. GTs. Yeah. So it's always wonderful engaging them in conversation and in inviting them back. Like when I'm up there and seeing people raising their hands or encouraging people, you know, to come into the presence of God, there's nothing like it, you know. So I'm really grateful to be able to, to do that. It also oh, led to your so son serving as well and getting like 
just super connected to. You know, with serving on the worship team, you serve at 9 and 11, and so he was kind of just tagging along with me, and he was like, well, he was like, what can I do? He's been serving with media and GTSM, and just, it completely changed his direction. My son followed the same. You know, I started serving, and he came to me and said, what can I do, Mom? And he's, he's at GCSM, he's an eighth grader, and he's like, can I try preschool? And he did, and he loves it. He loves being in preschool. As a mom, as a parent, to just see your children working with God and, and following that, it's, it's huge. Just getting involved and serving has really made me less intimidated of the church. Mm -hmm. And I now have like this amazing family because of serving, but I've also met so many other people. If you are feeling alone, mm -hmm. serve, because there is community and you are not alone. It's not as scary as it seems. I was at first, I was like, oh, serving, new people, new kids, new everything. There's so much, so many blessings coming from me, so much joy, so much love. You know, it, it's like that old saying of, you can't light someone else's path with a torch without brightening your own at the same time. You know, and it's amazing how we, everyone has echoed that same sentiment that, you know, we feel like we're there to bless someone else, but in turn, we're being blessed by God. I will say that in the 20 years that my family's been here at the church, we started with our boys being in kids' ministry. And as they were growing, as we were building the foundation, you know, in their faith, so was my wife and I. We all, we all have time. We all have gifts and talents, right? We just need to step out and find the best way to use them. Wow. Yeah. That was like such an amazing day and such an amazing conversation. And I feel like they said it. They just they said did. it so, so well, well that I'm not sure what I can add to that. But um, if you are currently serving. You guys know who this is? Oh, sorry. This is Kim Geddes, <laughs> our serve director. Get it up for Kim. Kim does an incredible job. Well, thank you. Um, man, I'm so fortunate what I get to do. Get to love on our volunteers yeah. today. Like, mm -hmm. that is a blessing. So if you are serving on one of our teams uh, and you are online, put it in the chat what team you serve yeah. on. But if you are sitting here and you're serving on one of our teams, would you stand? I know we cheered in the beginning, but I would love to just recognize you guys right now. Thank you so much for what you do. Yeah. Thank you so much for what you do. Right? We have an amazing church family, amazing volunteer teams. And, you know, we were talking about this this week. We could still do church without mm -hmm. our—you guys are our MVPs, by the way. Um, we could still do church, mm -hmm. but it wouldn't be nearly as awesome. No. And I brought the balloons because isn't it more fun to be in the game than sitting on the bench? I didn't yeah. play sports, so sorry, but I'm afraid <laughs> I was going to slip on your water. But this actually <laughs> gave me a thought, What's right? So thought? when we pour out, like you poured this out, and I immediately said to Tony, I'm going to go up and slip on that, right? And then I thought, no, it's like the effect. So the effect could be that I could slip on it. But when you pour out, it's the effect that you have like yeah, on other people. Uh -huh. And um, you said so many of the great things, like getting to see the miracles. There's stories mm -hmm. that we get that to witness that other yeah. people don't witness. So we just love um, you guys. And please join us over in the hallway by Serve Central. We've got um, some sweet treats for you out there this morning. The Serve team's out there ready to bless you with those. And we have a volunteer wall we want you to sign for us. But if you're not... You you know, go out those doors and talk to our ministry leaders. They're going to be out there. If you're not currently serving and you want to take that step, come join us. You know, I loved yeah. Oswaldo said, I'm not a bench warmer, right? Don't, you know, just, and you said, I love that yeah. you said no condemnation. Mm -hmm. the, listening to those guys and their feedback was so encouraging to me. 
um, just to hear that back from our volunteers because it's, it is all those blessings that you talk about. Yeah, yeah. We hear that time and again from our volunteers. And, you know, what better way to, to rub shoulders with your church family and get to know people by getting on the team, you know, yeah. get to know your teammates. But we've got fun and treats out there for you as well. Our serve link tables are set up by groups. So Connect and Guest Services are over on this side. And then Family Ministries and Creative are over on this side. And just mingle around. You'll be able to find the team that you might be looking for. And if you don't know, you use the phrase find your fit yeah. a lot today. And so here at GT, we have a unique way that we help you to do that. And so all you need to do today is say yes. Yes, I wanna take that step. And then we will walk you right through the rest of it. And we will help you to find your fit on the team that you belong on. That's awesome. Yeah. That's good, Kim. Did I miss anything? Oh, if you're online, <laughs> don't, you know what? I yep. was so, thin I woke up and I was like, snow, really? Snow. Yeah, really snow. But you know what? The roads were clear. Yeah. So you could still come at 11 if you're watching online. You could come over at 11, but you could also go to our website and browse there yep. and put in an interest form there and that'll come to me and, and we'll get you started. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Volunteers, we love you. We, yeah, we love you, you church awesome. family. Yes. Please hear that. We love our church family. But you, you guys are our MVPs, and we couldn't do it without you. So Awesome. Get it up yeah. for Kim Geddes. Thank you. I'm going to go. Yeah, go ahead. And I'm, I stole these, so Take I'm your taking them with back. You. Yeah. Yes. Take your balloons with you. <laughs> if you're online, again, if you're online, gtchurch.online slash serve. If you want to just type in the URL there, you can go to and find out a way that you can get connected. You can do it online. And and give us some information, and we'll help you find your fit as well. We want to talk with you, connect with you, and help you take that next step as well. But again, I want to reiterate just one thing, and then we'll close, and our team's going to play us out. Um, this is not about condemnation or guilt. This is about what God wants for you, not from you, right? Like, God wants this for all of us, for us to use the investment that God has put inside of us. He's filled you with the Spirit. And he's put gifts inside of you that aren't intended to stay idle forever. Sometimes there's a growing season. Sometimes we sit here and we're growing and we're learning and God's preparing us to serve. But there's a time for everybody to get off the bench and onto the field and deploy what God has put inside of you for the glory of God and for the betterment of the church and for other people. Um, there's some areas that, that I'm believing God for. I've been sharing since January, the beginning of the year some things I'm believing God for. And today, you know, I, I hope that you'll go out and you'll just kind of meander about the, the atrium. You'll look at all the different signs and maybe the Holy Spirit will prompt your heart for something. Just walk around and see all the different ways that you could get involved. Because maybe you'll see something, you're like, oh my word, I didn't even know they had that opportunity. And I'm gifted in that area. And I want to, like, what if the Holy Spirit would just kind of stir something in you as you walk around and fellowship and enjoy the time together. But I'm believing, God, there's some areas that where we do have some need. Uh, Pastor Eric talked about it a few weeks ago. I'm believing, God, we still are believing for seven new small group leaders in student ministry. I talked to Pastor Scott Nogle, our student ministry pastor, this week, and we're believing for seven new small group leaders in student men. And I asked Candy Fritz, she's our director of our kidsmen here. I said, what, what would be your dream if, if ServeLink produce volunteers, how many different volunteers could you use in Kidsman? She said 39. So I'm believing God. I'm believing big. I'm believing that God's going to fill 39 roles in kids' ministry today. Here at 9 and at 11 a.m., I'm believing God for big things for our church. Because again, we are best when every person finds their fit 
in the body of Christ. And the, your next step, so again, walk through the atrium, put your name on a list, and somebody will be in touch with you and follow up with you. And then if you haven't ever yet been involved or engaged, your very next step would be come back next Sunday for coffee with the pastor and his wife. Um, next Sunday at 10.30 a.m. after this service, you join us in room 101. Uh, you don't have to sign up, you just show up. <coughs> room 101 for a half hour. My wife and I, and Eric and Marlene, will be joining us talking about GT North. We just wanna share our hearts and share the vision of the church and what we're believing God for. Uh, and that's your very first step. So if you're not involved at all, you come back at 10.30 next Sunday after service, and we'd love for you to connect with us uh, for coffee with the pastor. All right, so we're going to stand, and we're going to dismiss. <coughs> Excuse me. And I'm believing God that he is going to fill your life. He's going to fill you up so that you can be poured out and that you will find your fit in the body of Christ. Let's pray. Today, God, we are blessed and overjoyed to be here. God, I thank you for every single person in this room. I thank you for everybody who joined us online today. And I just pray, God, my heart, the heart of our pastoral team, our staff, Lord, is that every single person in this church would find their purpose by discovering their gifts and finding their fit in the body of Christ. That as we consume as we are filled up by the Spirit of God and by the presence of God, by the Word of God, that we're filled up so that we can be poured out. That we would be both consumers and contributors. And that God, every single person in this room would find their fit in the body of Christ because God, we are better together. And this church will be at its best when every member finds their place in the body of Christ. So God, move us now. Deploy your people today, God, and stir us, Lord. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would move about this room and all over the atrium and stir in people's hearts. Prompt them for the right place at the right time, the right conversation, that every person, every person will find their fit in the house of God. We love you, God. We thank you for this amazing day, and we pray a blessing on every person in this room and online. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, church. I love you all. I will see you out there. You got 15 minutes, then go get your kids. God bless you.